Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 19th of July, 2022. Happy Tuesday to you. I'm Derek Hunter. Obviously, this is the Derek Hunter Podcast. It'd be weird if somebody else were hosting it. All right. I just want to get straight into it. It is a very short program today. It is stolen from my show from last week because I'm visiting my dad in Michigan and actually driving back to Maryland today after a successful seemingly test of the internet so that's good news um missing the kiddos and the wife so i'll get back to them today and then we can return at our leisure and at a mystery to everybody else um because the internet seems to work anyway uh it is uh, kurt schlichter day kurt schlichter his book his new book will be back the fall and rise of america is out now and I'll be offering up a signed copy to supporters in next week's contest, because I had to extend this week's contest, because I was blanking when I left. But uh, enjoy this interview with Kurt Schlichter. It's about 15 minutes long. It's Kurt Schlichter. He's the, I'm holding the book right here. I just knocked on his face, as a matter of fact. The author of We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America, just came out on Tuesday. Get it wherever fine books are sold. Kurt, how are you doing? Well, I, I thank you for having me, Derek. It's always a pleasure to be uh, with the uh, conservative radio host who equals my love of the replacements. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm looking at it right now. I've got it. Your, your ugly mug staring right back at me. Kurt Schlichter will be back. The Fall and Rise of America. Uh, Kurt, how did America fall? What the hell happened to us? Where did we, what happened? What's going on? How did we fall? Look, we started falling uh, from our heights back in 1991. And I was there, Derek, at the time and place where we were at our peak. I was in Desert Storm. I was at 7 Corps Command, pa- uh, Main Command Post where I uh, washed trucks. Uh, that was my contribution to the war effort. <laughs> it's a lot and, of uh, It's got to come off. You know, at that time, we are unconquerable. We are unchallengeable culturally, economically, militarily. We were at our peak, and then we stopped trying. And we handed over everything to a bunch of cultural t- trust fund babies who driven us into a brick wall. Why, though? Why? I get why Democrats did it. You elected Bill Clinton in 1992. He secretly loathed the military. But there have been Republicans since then. Did they at least stop? Why didn't they stop the decline? Well, a lot of them are part of the establishment, and a lot of them are just sissies. I mean, a lot of them won't stand up and fight. A lot of them won't take a stand. They, look, they know what's happening. They can see it, but they've got theirs. Fortunately, uh, the backlash is underway. You know, here, here's how I measure it. Uh, uh, John Cornyn and 15 people, uh, 14 other uh, uh, senators, join in the little gun compromise in which we, we, we won because we gave the Democrats less than they really wanted. Um, Ten years ago, it would have been 35. So we're, we're slowly getting the base people in. Slowly. Surely. Slowly and surely, but is, will there be anything left to defend by the time sure. we get there? Look, we got we got a lot of problems, Derek. Uh, you know, everything from uh, uh, bizarre twerking transsexuals uh, grooming on our kids 
to uh, the destruction of America's uh, uh, energy independence. But, you know, the, the policy answers to fix the, the symptoms are easy. We know how to fix crime. Rudy Giuliani did that. We know how to turn an economy around. Trump and Reagan both did that in just two or three years. Uh, Trump showed us how to get energy independence. So we can do that. But what we really need to do is uh, utterly repudiate the damn communists. And we got to do that yeah. by wedging them out of our institutions, like no, academia. I like don't think that we can. Like military. We can't just win. We have to destroy them. It's just we can't oh. beat them and keep them at bay. We have to absolutely destroy them. And I know you share that with me, Kurt Schlichter, author of the new book. We'll be back. Uh, I know you share that with me, but. I love when you talk like that. It's erotic. I want a cigarette and a I know, bottle. I know. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you a, a chewing rubber toy that I use as a cigarette now that I'm no longer vaping tonight at your book party. But wait a minute, you stopped vaping? I stopped vaping. I, I'm off Derek all of Hunter, it. Derek Hunter, cigarette and vape free. I, yes. I don't know how to feel. Everything's <laughs> shaky. All, well, this is how this down. is how we this is how the rebound starts, Kurt. This is how the rebound starts right there. <laughs> you you have a you situation. Know, I, I, where a very small minority, we're not dealing with tens of millions of people who buy into this left-wing crap, but you Correct. never underestimate the ability of a very small minority of people to screw things up. The Nazis were a distinct minority in Germany. The communists were a distinct minority in China and Russia and Cuba. And look at what they did. Um, yes, are we fighting the right battles? Do you think that we? Do you think that conservatives understand that it is this? You know, maybe five percent of the country that we're fighting, and not fifty percent of the country. Based conservatives do, Derek, and normal people are starting to wake up. You know, the secret of cadre is to take over before anyone notices you're taking over. But you know, when you've got you know your kid comes home from school going, "Daddy, why are you racist?" Or, Daddy, I used to be Johnny, now I'm Susie, and I'd like you to take me to a doctor to cut off my penis. Uh, that's what my teachers taught me. Um, suddenly that changes everything. Great statistic today. I'm glad the uh, mainstream media is catching up, but you can feel the fear. In Axios, they pointed out that Hispanics, Hispanic Americans, who love faith, family, the flag, super patriotic, hardworking people, totally should never be Democrats, they voted... 47% ahead for Democrats in the last midterm. Derek, they're even with Republicans now. They have driven away the very voters they expected to carry them to victory. And it's it, it, it's the entire working class, just not our Latinx friends. No. Uh, <laughs> but, Kurt, my, my fear of that, and you're married to a, a, a Cuban woman, so a you know this firsthand. One. But my, it well, it's not, that's not for me to say, but yes. Um, you, uh, uh, it is known and written. I cannot say it about another man's wife. My wife will kick my, my kick me in the parts that that kid was going to have cut off. Your wife and my wife conspire together against us. They often do. But you have a situation there where, now I've forgotten what the hell it was I was talking about. Oh, the Hispanic group. For a long time, do you think Republicans will get why? Hispanics are coming to the Republican Party because it's not. You sit there and you kind of said oh, they should be voting. They they agree with us on a lot of things, but if somebody is pro life, but if it's not the issue that moves their vote, you're not. You can't count on their vote. 
You know, like, yeah, I'm nominally pro-life. I think it's, abortion is bad. But I really care about, uh, I don't know, the, the welfare state. You're probably not going to get that person's vote. It's, it seems like a disconnect, but that's the way it is. For a long time, we didn't get those people's votes. But now we are, not because they're all waking up going, hey, wait a second, I agree with these guys policy-wise, it's because the Democrats' policies have been so horrible. Democrats are pushing yeah. for things that their their family members fled to come to this country. Your wife, Irina's exactly. family, fled communism and socialism, and now they're saying, we're going to give you socialism. It's going to be wonderful. They're like, no, no. I don't know that Republicans recognize that. I think they think that they've won them over rather than Democrats have lost them over. Yeah, that is a great point, and you're absolutely right. Uh, and, and they also need to understand they're not the Republicans are not winning Hispanic votes because they are Hispanic. They're winning Hispanic votes because these are voters who, uh, you know, want a stable and secure society where uh, children aren't castrated and babies aren't murdered. Okay, yeah. it is, uh, uh, and Republicans need to continue to appeal based on the policies, and the foundation of a strong America. Uh, because, you know, as you look at the liberals, uh, the entire the Democrat Party is becoming a constituency largely of barren wine women who are going to die alone uh, next to an empty bottle of Trader Joe's screw-top Chardonnay and be eaten by their cat. Okay? It's just an unappealing uh, uh, ideology for normal people. And we need, but we need to do more than just say, hey, you know, Democrats are terrible. We need to aggressively promote the things that we are for. Right. And when we do that, I think we can have another realignment. That I think is absolutely key because if you think back to the 2012 election, Mitt Romney mostly ran as I'm not him. And like, that's not. It works on some people, but you know it's not a real super great argument for people who don't pay attention to the news all that closely or things like, well, Barack Obama isn't running as I'm not Mitt Romney. He's running well, for things. As bad as he is, people who don't pay attention won't go, well, of course you're not him, but what are you going to do? And well, you know, Mitt Romney is uh, uh, 190 pounds of Miracle Whip stuffed inside a $5,000 suit. <laughs> who loves this guy? Who likes this guy? Who wants he to be has... this guy? perfectly quaffed hair now kurt schlichter the book uh will be back the fall and rise of america available now in here you talk about something we've talked about before the national divorce the possibility of a second civil war that is a wildly popular concept with both left and right we don't want to live together we don't, i don't like them they don't like me but it's but is it a remarkably it can't be done well, can it? Is that a bad idea? No, no. and I uh, look. Uh, I get frustrated at the left too, but you're not going to split up America. I mean, it, I mean, if we did, we'd be Johnny Depp, they'd be Amber Heard, and she'd be, yeah. you know, doing you know what on our our, our collective bed. Um, <laughs> the, the, the look, these are ideas. Uh, there, there's always this tendency to look for the easy way out. And the easy way out is, well, we'll just split up America. Well, I talk about the details because I'm a lawyer. I was a soldier. Uh, I, I talk about the details and show, you know, that's probably not going to work. I mean, if you hate your uh, mate and you live, you know, next door to each other, you know, there's going to be some fireworks going on. Yeah. Um, as far as civil wars, now, look, there's that's more problematic because you're really talking about a spectrum of civil conflict. 
everything from mechanized units fighting each other out in the plains of Nevada uh, to a low-grade leftist insurgency like the type we had in the early 70s with the Weather Underground, the uh, Black Panthers, and the SLA. But right now, they have created the predicate for it because what they've said is it is okay to use non-political means, that is, argument, persuasion, elections, to achieve political goals. And you can see that when they say, you know, you need to go out and get in get in Kavanaugh's face to intimidate him to change his vote. But where's the uh, where's the moral guardrail? If you can get in his face, why can't you slap it? And if you can slap it, why can't you shoot it? What's the argument that limits those? The fact is there isn't one. So that is a very dangerous development that they've accepted the premise that you can uh, uh, change politics by intimidation and force. And if that's carried out to its uh, logical extreme, as it was in the 70s when they were bombing and killing people, uh, that, that makes for a very dangerous situation. It really is amazing watching Democrats justify a lot of their things. Their, their power, uh, Republicans are fascists, and they'd, you know they'd get rid of the filibuster if they had the chance. Therefore, we have to get rid of the filibuster. Like, you're... you're Hypothetical Republicans didn't get rid of the filibuster. Trump was trying to get them to get rid of the filibuster. Yeah, no, that matters. And they wouldn't do it. It's, it's all a lie and a scam. <clears throat> because, look, you can't reason with them. You can't debate them. You have to just beat them. Because you're never going to talk them out of what their real goal is, which is personal power. Mm-hmm. So they will adopt whatever principle, quote unquote, that they need to at a given time, even if it's in absolute contrast, even if it's a total contradiction of what they just did yesterday. They will do it in a heartbeat. And so, it is, um, uh, you know, it, it, you, you can't deal with these guys on a political level except in the sense you just have to overwhelm them and crush them and repudiate them, which we can do. Yes, we have to do. So that's part of the rise. We've covered the fall. How does the rise begin? Uh, because rise is no, already no, begun. Well, no group can no group can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory like Republicans can. Right Which now, is Republicans, why we have to go around them. We can't rely well, on the uh, uh, the Republicans in Washington, and we're not. Uh, you know, Hispanic Americans, Latinx Americans are are moving over the Republicans. That is evidence of it. What happened in Virginia? The the rebellion of normal people, not all of them. You know, Republicans uh, against the bizarre, perverted, racist. CRT, gender, school cabal that led to Glenn Youngkin. Uh, the, the people going to school boards. The number of outsider candidates they're running. I mean, Mitch McConnell, I mean, who, look, I, 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 I got a lot of problems with Mitch McConnell. I respect him as a parliamentarian, but he's an establishment guy, and he's got to be sweating that he may well have a Senate that includes guys like Blake Masters, J.D. Vance, you know, guys yeah. who uh, are... are are not your typical senator. And of course, you worked in the Senate. You know what a bunch of stiffs a lot of them are. <laughs> we put one of them in the White House, for God's sakes, one of the stiffest of them. Well, now, how do we go about mitigating the damage? The left, Rush Limbaugh used to always say, you, you haven't really seen the left be crazy until you see them out of power. Like, if you think they're crazy with what they're trying to do while they're in power, wait until they're out of power. They are nothing but the fringe of their party now they used to have a fringe now they are the fringe they're not they're going to be the guy asked to leave the restaurant for being too drunk and loud who tips over everybody's table as they leave how do we okay, mitigate that's the that slam at me 
Yeah, well, what? one time, but, you know, we can't go back to that Morton's. <laughs> no, uh, it, look, the Democrats have got to lose a couple times before they decide, look, America is not where we are. If we want to compete, we're going to have to uh, start addressing the actual concerns of normal people rather than, uh, you know, sophomores with daddy issues getting gender studies degrees at Wellesley. And that will happen it, 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 because it has to happen. Because yeah. America has a two-party system, so you're naturally going to move towards a 50-plus-1. That is, you know, so they, they can be extreme for a couple cycles, but eventually somebody's going to go, you know, it's nice being out of, it, it's nice being ideologically pure, but I'd like to be in power. And you saw it with Bill Clinton. You saw it with Tony Blair in uh, England. You know, very, you know they Is Joe Biden capable of that? And they made a concerted effort to move towards uh, issues and positions that the majority of normal people accepted. Even though they're more liberal than we are, uh, they started moving that way, and and that is inevitable, simply because, you know, if you're a Democrat, you don't want to spend your entire career with no chance of power, and yeah. if you have to compromise your values to get power, well, that's what Democrats do. But you've got the writing on the wall in a way that's in big glow in the dark neon that is not there for Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was unpopular because of Hillary Care. And it, you didn't really, you knew he was going to get a shellacking, but you had no idea it was going to be that big as in 94. Joe Biden is less popular than stepping in a steaming pile of dog dirt right now. Yeah, there are more popular STDs out there. There are, and, you know, some of the bad ones, too, not just the good STDs. But I don't see him even in rhetoric mitigating. Now, we're, we're up no, against he, it. He, you have to be quick. He's yesterday's news. You're going to have new Democrats come down the road after they get crushed in November, which they will, and I think they're going to get crushed in 2024, whether it's uh, Donald Trump again, Ron DeSantis, anybody but Nikki Haley, um, who is Jeb in a skirt. Hell, I'd take Nikki. I'd take Jeb in a skirt over Joe Biden, well, to be honest I, with look, you. Look, I, I, I would take that, too. You know, if I had to if I had to get somewhere, I, I, I'd take a Hyundai, but I'd rather go in a Mercedes. True enough. Kurt Schlichter, the book, will be back. The Fall and Rise of America, we've barely scratched the surface. Go order your copy now or pick it up at your local bookstore. Good luck with the book. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you at the party tonight. You are America's greatest hero, Derek. I know, I know. And there it was, complete with uh, all the radio stuff. Have a. That's it for today. Uh, hopefully we'll be back at home in time enough to record something new for tomorrow if not if i get in really late and i'll put there'll be something up we shall see i'm pretty tired right now and i got a 10-hour drive ahead of me in the morning so i'm gonna go to bed hopefully you're having a wonderful day and we'll be back tomorrow thank you for listening